you know about her, Jake? I was trying to help you get over your Princess Bubblegum sad times by hooking you two up. But she's evil, man. You shut your dirty mouth! It's podcast time. Group all group of friends. We'll talk about Barry Disneyland's Matt the Man and Names a Woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we're here talking about Adventure Time all the way from season one to the very end. Oh, yeah. Hi, Matt. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Oh, my gosh. It's season four. Season four. That's crazy town. Yep. I can't believe we're already here. I know. We're, we're I was going to say scooting right along, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah. We are getting there. We are getting there. I think that's a good way to say it. Yeah. We're getting there. How are you? I'm pretty swell. Awesome. Yeah. What you been up to? Well, during our break, I interviewed and got a different job. Then I'll be starting in the middle of February. Exciting about that. We're moving. We are moving. We're going to move south to a new town. So we're kind of excited about that. Yeah, pretty psyched. Yep, yep, yep. We got... You okay? Yeah, I'm readjusting my chair. Okay, well, silence is better. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. No, season four has tons of great episodes. I'm super excited. Yeah. I mean, it's got some doozies in here, but it's got some of my favorite episodes of the entire series in here. Oh, yeah, for sure. That I know of so far. I I do think this is, I say this every season, this is one of my favorite seasons. Yeah. Well, I think we're building on more story time and I'm I'm really excited about that. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yep. Sorry, I'm like, I'm like, I keep adjusting things over here. I'm so out of practice now. Matthew, get your life together. I'm trying. Are you? No. Question mark. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what uh, episodes are we doing today? So today we're going to be doing season four, episode one, Hot to the Touch. And episode two, uh, Five Short Grables. I heard that's your favorite episode of the entire series. Oh, it sure is not. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, me too. It'll be fun. (laughs) It's going to be great. So, uh, hey, Matt, how have you been doing? I didn't even ask about you. Oh, uh, I'm pretty swell. Yeah. Uh, Just finishing up one final class of school. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's about damn time. (laughs) I think we're both ready for you to be done with school. Yep, I am so ready. Yeah, it'll be good to graduate. <laughs> yeah. Graduation's good. I'm excited for that. Good. I'm excited for you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we get to the show? Let's do it. Okay. Season four, Hot Dog, episodes one and two. So, season four, episode one, titled Hot to the Touch, has an IMDb rating of 8.1. Overall Ooh. number is 79. Uh, directed by Larry Leachleiter, Adam Muto, written and storyboarded by Cole Sanchez and Rebecca Sugar. Sugar. Original air date, April 2nd, 2012, and had 2.66 US million viewers. I always freaking do that. <laughs> <laughs> 2.66 million US viewers. Yeah, it's, all it's, it's part of the show now. That's, it totally <laughs> is. I just don't, you know, what else? It's good. <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah, 8.1. That's not bad at all. Not- and April 12th, 2012. That's That feels so long ago now. Almost 10 years. Holy cow. Nine years. Wow. Nine oh, years. yeah. 2021. Isn't that insane? Yeah. It's crazy. So the title card for this one is... Oh, it's actually really cool. So it's like Flame Princess in like full flame mode, like 
landscape engulfed in flames with Finn standing in the in the middle, like looking all tiny with a big shadow behind him. And it says hot to the touch. Hot to the touch. Hot to the touch. So, okay. So the show begins with the closing sequence from Incendium, as you recall from the last uh, season three. Um, Flame Princess slaps Finn's face and tells him to never mess with her again, leaving Finn to say, dude, I think I have a crush. Jake then explains that he's trying to help Finn get over his (laughs) Princess Bubblegum sad times and that she's evil. Uh, Finn becomes angry with Jake for saying that she's evil and claims that he peeped beyond her burning gaze (laughs) and that she is not evil, just passionate. Finn convinces Jake to help him look for her. I love what he's trying to convince him. He's like, Jake, Jake, help me. Help me, Jake. And he's like smushing his face. Yeah, he's like rubbing his hands all around. Yeah. (laughs) Eventually when he gives in, his face is just like a mess. Yes. Yeah, it was great. So Jake begins to walk over the forest with Finn in his head, on his head, not in his head. I was like, wait a minute. Trying to convince him to date another princess, suggesting Wildberry Princess as an option. Suddenly, a brown bird, set on fire by the Flame Princess, flies over them and directs Finn and Jake to the location of Flame Princess. And Jake shrinks down and he and Finn start to spy on FP. That's Flame Princess. FP. Yeah. Look at you using all your cool... Acronyms. A- acronyms and such. Yeah, I'm all over this. I'm not using FP. Thanks. Ugh, I'm being tactical and practical. Tactical and practical. Yes. Also, fun fact, like we've been watching shorts. Forged in Fire. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. We have been binging Forged in Fire. If you have not watched Forged in Fire, you should. Yeah. And this is why. It is amazing. Also, Ben Abbott equals all the heart emojis. It's very uh, quotable. Yes, it's great. It's so good. And it's a good competition show. And I like how there's like a bunch of teamwork. Yeah, there is. In case you haven't seen it, it's about it's a competition show where people make blades. Yeah. They forge blades. Forged in fire. Yeah. (laughs) It's that simple. It's very simple. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Forge in fire. Yeah. I mean, we're not sponsored by them or anything. We just really like it. Yeah. And it's pretty decent. Like you can... It's like a 45-minute episode or so, 60-minute, whatever. But, um, you know, it's, it's addicting. Yeah, it is. It's super addictive. Matt, Matt and I want to start a forge now. We want yeah, to have, we like, do. we want to learn how to make knives and stuff. And this is how Matt burns a house down. It's how Amy gets insurance. <laughs> 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 oh, we're such adults. Okay. So, anyway, they view Flame Princess playing with and burning some flowers. Finn says that she looks like the steam of a puppy's nose searching for ham in the snow. Jake tells him to snap out of it and that she is burning cute little flowers. Dazed, Finn says, yeah, she's like a cute little flower. The conversation stops abruptly when Flame Princess hurts herself by putting her hand in a pond of water. Yeah. So f- um, I do think it's funny with this is like Jake's like, I do that one time and I never hear the end of it. Oh, with the, the ham? The, yeah, searching for ham in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Love all uh, Finn's little metaphors throughout this episode. Yeah, there's a lot of them. This is a super quotable episode. I yeah. think most of the time I was like writing out quotes that I really liked. Yeah, exactly. I wrote down my favorite line like a minute into the episode and then like 10 more came up that I'm like, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so Finn blows his cover to see if Flame Princess is all right and explains how he feels, causing her to glow brighter in excitement. Finn is scared of the of the fire that Flame Princess produced. And he puts it out, revealing that destroying a fire also hurts her. So Finn, alarmed, asks if he's hurting her. And she's like, yes, that's all you've done. So she gasps, asking if Finn is following her because he's trying to hurt her. 
it's super it's super sad yeah it is this is sad like this story okay i'm gonna spoiler okay um, for my ending thoughts on this but this is like this one of the saddest stories i think i've observed in this adventure time saga thus far doomed love yes Finn starts to answer, I guess I'm technically following you. Upset, Flame Princess runs away while Finn chases her and calls after her, saying, I guess I'm actually chasing you now. (laughs) Jake chases after Finn and the princess before she burns down a tree to get away. After Jake puts out a fire with his buns, uh, Finn shouts to Flame Princess, wait, I want to chat it up with you. She then appears and says she is ambushing them and starts shooting fireballs at them. That's right. Oh, I, I, I should have mentioned it at the beginning. I like that this picks up from like the moment the last episode left off. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool when they do that. Yeah, me too. So the attack does not last long as Finn confuses Flame Princess by complimenting her while she's attacking. She asks Finn why he's tormenting her. He responds, I'm not trying to. I just like you. I think I, I like like you. Listen, when I look at you, my brain goes all stupid, and I just want to hug you and sit on the couch and play BMO with you. I can't explain, but I've never felt this way, and I think we should be together. So this causes her to blush, and her flames grow. Finn excitedly jumps up and down clapping, but Flame Princess resists, explaining that all Finn has done is hurt her, and that she thinks that Finn is trying to impede her. In order to take revenge, Flame Princess threatens to transform the Goblin Kingdom into her very own personal Fire Kingdom. She sets the entire field ablaze that they're standing in. Finn tries to convince her to stop before he and Jake are restrained by a wall of fire. Jake tells Finn to fight her, but Finn refuses because he is still into her. Jake asks what's more important, being with her or being a hero and saving poor innocent goblin folks. Goblins! Finn has no choice but to be a hero and Jake informs Finn of his plan to build fireproof suits. So Finn and Jake return to the treehouse and go into the garage in an attempt to find some raw materials to build their suits. Instead, they find Nectar, who's playing hide and seek and claims that he's been hidden for over 15 months, four days and nine hours. That is so sad. It's so messed up. They should have let Ice King have Nectar. Yeah. He's so neglected. Totally. So Nectar then helps build fireproof suits for Finn and Jake while he's doing like a rap about it, working for the master. So the suits are huge metal robot-like shells equipped with rockets and foam blasters. Matt, Matt, mm-hmm. were they drift compatible? Were drift compatible. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pacific Rim. With Neptur himself acting as the helmet of Finn's suit. They all fly to the Goblin Kingdom where they try and reason with Flame Princess, but she continues her rampage. She tries to attack Finn and Jake, but it does not work because the suits are fireproof. And these are pretty cool suits. They're like all like knick-knack together, but they're like pretty awesome. And they're like flying above her. It's really neat. Yeah, I like it. I love neck suits. These are really cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, FP attempts to shoot another fireball at Finn. It's deflected into a goblin's cart. The goblin claims to have also been born in that cart. Jake then's like, I'll put it out, runs in... (laughs) runs and destroys that cart in the same time Uh, and when he puts out some of the fires he injures FP in the process yeah I love it he's like I'll put the fire he like like, runs into that cart smashes it and then smashes through a wall yeah it's so Neptor tries to put out the flame princess by hitting her with a foam blaster and Finn manages to stop Neptor from directly hitting her instead the foam blasts Jake and extinguishes a few of the flame princess's flames so she's like, that's the last time you hurt me. And so mm-hmm. she grows into like her beast mode. Yeah, it's and, insane. Yeah, she rampages through the kingdom and a tear from the flame princess 
Oh, sorry, a tear. And a tear from the Flame Princess's right eye reveals that she has been harmed both physically and emotionally. Aw, that's so sad. Yeah. Finn then rips himself out of his own suit, never again wanting to see her hurt, and stands on top of it to shout at FP. She ignores him, causing Finn to say that he failed everyone, despite Nectar's insistence that Finn hasn't failed him. Finn gives up, feeling he can never win the heart of anyone. He begins coughing and passes out from the smoke. So then he starts crying in his sleep, and some of his tears fall on Flame Princess's uh, flames, which not only hurts her, but she also ca- it also catches her attention. So she comes over and watches Finn cry for a short time before stopping all of her flames from destroying the city. So Finn coughs, regaining consciousness, and is surprised to see Flame Princess watching him. FP says she thinks she understands now and believes that Finn is a water elemental because he creates water or creates tears. Finn tries to explain that he's not a water elemental, but FP, having trouble to understand the concept of his species, says, even if we like each other, we are only going to hurt each other. Finn replies, no, we don't have to. I can take it. I mean, can we try? She replies, you would defy nature for me? Finn says, yeah, whatevs. I love that. Um, she's like, She calls him a water, water elemental, and she's like, you, you cry and you cry. He's like, I don't cry that much. <laughs> So Flame Princess hugs Finn, burning him and causing him to tear up again. And she says goodbye, leaving in a trail of flames toward what seems to be a desert or a sunrise. So Jake goes to Finn and tells him that all the goblins were barbecued. They're all dead before revealing he's just messing with them and that he saved all the goblins. So Jake asks how things went with FP. And Finn says, she hugged me and then left. Jake's like, whoa, how did it feel? And Finn's like, it hurt. (laughs) And that's the end. So, Maddie. Yeah. What did you think? I think this is an awesome episode. This is a tragic love story. Yeah. It is good. It's a very good season opener. It is. I agree. Um, This is a good uh, tale of woe. Yeah. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. This is one of those episodes, again, where it's like, you got the, um, the adventure element of this one is really good, but then the humor is really good, too, and it's balanced with um, this kind of sad story going on inside mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just find it really interesting how Finn is just looking for, like, companionship that isn't Jake, right? And it seems like he looks for it in all the wrong places, as cliche as that is. And so it's just really interesting how, how this is just, they're obviously so opposite. Like, she can't touch him and she can't touch her, right? And I don't know. Like, it's just a, a really interesting story. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I like that. Um, so Finn is super awkward at talking to FP about how he's feeling. Yeah. And um, I like that it's like, you know, both of them, like Finn and Flame Princess are both like super emotional, but they don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a consequence of the way that both of them were raised. Because, you know, she was basically raised in a cage. Totally. So she's like a wild animal when she gets out. And then totally. Finn doesn't know how to process the feelings he's feeling because, mm-hmm. you know, he has fit, um, you know, Jake as a companion, which Jake is great, but... But, uh, taught okay. him all the subtleties of life. Right, but also he's a teenager. Yeah. think about, like, teenage emotional development. I mean, come on. Like, they've got this, like, flowing, like, raging hormones and, like, it's confusing and, you know, still trying to figure out that piece of, of himself. Yeah. What? Oh, I was just looking at the next note. It's, why didn't they let Ice King have Neptune? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> This poor guy. It's the same with the psychic tandem war elephant. Remember that thing? Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. also just you know they they shoved it in their in their booty closet. Yeah. 
Poor Neptor. Yeah. Like neglected little being. <laughs> I know. He's just basically a prize. He is. He totally is. And they use it out of convenience and not like it's like he's just because like at first Jake's like, oh, should we tell him that we forgot about the game? And Finn's like, no. Oh, like, gosh. <laughs> Terrible. And like, you know, Neptor is ex- ex- expressing all his love to Finn throughout the episode. He's like, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Did you notice that Finn and Flame Princess didn't have a nose animated for either of them? Finn never has a nose, though. I know, but it was weird because it was super highlighted because she didn't have a nose either. And you know, um, this is one of those episodes, too, that has like really good animation, but some also like really funky stuff. Like Finn's mm-hmm. face looks super stretched it out. It really in some does. Parts. The animation for Finn's face is wonky. It is all wonky. And I love how like uh, Jake looks like an absolute butterball in this one. He totally <laughs> does. He looks he like totally a little does. peanut. Um, I love the part where he's in like the mech suit and Finn looks over for help and the suit's all covered in foam and Jake's just like messing with all the gears. It goes mm-hmm. on for like a solid 15 seconds of him just awkwardly trying to get the thing working. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. That was good. Was there anything you didn't like? Ah, uh, no. I like this one a lot. No, I did too. I, I agree. I think it was pretty, pretty good. Even though it was a little sad, it was still, yeah, still good. Yeah. I got no complaints about this one. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Where was the snail, Matt? The snail was behind the box. Or behind a box while Neptor is singing. I did not find the snail in this one. And he looked and he looked. I looked and I looked. Yep. Neither did I, so. You know what? Didn't find him in the next one either. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't find him. I even read where he was in advance and still couldn't find him. (laughs) Good job, snail. Good job. It was a good hidden snail. Yep. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Guess what? What? Snail Watch 2021. Oh, man. I know. Snail Watch. 2021. <laughs> 2021. Remember That's right. we did 2020 and then now it's 2021? It's like the years are sequential. I know. <laughs> it doesn't have as much of a ring to it, though. No, it doesn't. 2021. It's it's It takes too long to say it. My mouth hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you some ice cubes. It'll be fine. Thanks. <laughs> uh, no fill face in this episode. Oh, what was your favorite uh, epi- or, uh fa- what was your favorite line, Matt? So my favorite line's from Finn. You shut your dirty mouth. He <laughs> says it to Jake towards the beginning when he's talking smack about Flame Princess. He calls he calls Flame Princess a she beast. She beast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to remember that one. A fiery why? Oh, just to use in life. <laughs> <laughs> to use in life towards whom? Don't you worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna scramble your brain later. <laughs> so what's your favorite line? Um, I just think it was really cute. Uh when I look at you, my brain goes all stupid. Aw. Yeah. I mean a nice poster. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. You want to give me an impression of a character? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Toasty buns. Ooh, ooh. Nice. That was Jake. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was... So he put... So um, uh, FP uh, burns down a tree to, like, block Finn and Jake from following after her. And it's on fire. And so Finn grows big and puts out the fire with his buns. That's right. <laughs> he, like, pads them out. Like, flexi-flex. It's another another thing, too. Like, this is one of the ones that, like, I felt like I, I had to take more notes than I did. Because mm-hmm. there's so many funny little moments throughout yeah. it. Yeah. Throughout it. Not throughout it. <laughs> What was your impression? Oh, it's going to be the bird that, that that's on fire. Hey, don't judge me. There's a fire trick down there done this to me. <laughs> He's like flying and his like wings are on fire. Yeah. Is that it's a bird crazy. on fire? Don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, at first I thought it was Mark Maron, but he looked it up and it wasn't. Yeah, it was Kent Osborne. Yeah. Who's either, he's either one of the writers or animators for the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Hey, guess what? What? There's a bunch of trivia. Boom. Let's do it. Okay, you start. Let's do it. Ew. So, <laughs> no. No. Well, I thought I'd, I thought I'd make Matt, that a new thing. No, that's not a new thing. Oh, fine. We're not doing that. You don't let me have any fun. Oh, I let you have plenty of fun. <laughs> but that is not one of the things that you're having fun with. Alright. <laughs> at the beginning, when Flame Princess slaps Finn during the replay of the ending of Incendium, the handprint left on Finn's face is a lighter color than that was left on his face in Incendium. The handprint disappears when Finn responds in anger to Jake's contention that Flame Princess is evil. Interesting, like it sucks up the flame print. Yeah. <laughs> Into his soul. Yeah, his soul absorbed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or the animators were just like, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna put this on his face the rest of the episode. <laughs> uh Finn's fireproof suit is similar to the suit used by Marvel superhero Iron Man, with Neptur acting as AI such as the modern rendition of Jarvis. Wait. Yes. Iron Man's a Marvel superhero? <laughs> He's not an Adventure Time hero. I thought he was DC. <laughs> Ew, David. Ew, David. <laughs> the sticker on the right of bleh, the sticker on the right arm of Finn's robot suit resembles the cutie mark on My Little Pony character Rainbow Dash. Oh my gosh, I thought that was the thing. Oh, I man. seriously saw that, and I was like, "Is that My Little Pony?" For all you bronies out there. <laughs> The unicorn sticker on his back also has a similar mane. Oh my goodness. I was like, I seriously thought, oh, I didn't even read this ahead of time. Amy, you're a genius. I got got way too excited about what I was going to say there. Okay. I actually love, um, so we find trivia all over the place. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, I won't read it until we do the episode too, because that way it comes as like a surprise. Yeah, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Jake's line. I feel like I could touch the heavens and sock angels. Maybe a reference to the PlayStation game Xenogears. The game features characters that piloted giant robots. The tagline of the game game was stand tall and shake the heavens. So I owned that game back in high school. You did? I did. Really? Never finished it. It's really, it's an RPG. Did you sock angels in the game? I socked it. I socked something. <laughs> <laughs> I think I socked other robots. <laughs> I, I That was a good contender for favorite line. Like, that was really funny. He's, like, flying angels. in the air, and he's like, and sock angels, his fist in the air. It was great. <laughs> well, when Jake gets all power hungry like that. Yeah, it's great. great. So Jake's method of extinguishing the fire on the tree while he and Finn are chasing flame princesses is reminiscent of Bueno the Bear's butt dance. Oh, okay then. Cool. Neat. Yeah. <sighs> No prediction. Good times. For last prediction, right? We have a current prediction for the next episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Matt. I mean, there's no prediction. Leading our listeners there was, astray? There wasn't a prediction for this you? one because you'd seen it before. Do you even like this show? Ugh. <laughs> I don't watch cartoons, man. I'm an adult. <laughs> so, Why'd you sound like LSP in that? <laughs> I don't watch cartoons. <laughs> I'm an adult, all right? <laughs> Brad. Brad. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> so, do you want to predict what the next episode is going to be about based on its name? Yes. Which is Five Short Grables. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Might have messed this up. Uh-oh. Okay. So, a grable, as I googled to know what it was, 
is a moral story. Jake is sick again, so he begs Finn to tell him some new stories of adventure and time. Finn comes up with wacky dude tales that include Jake and all of their friends. Ah, so it's like a follow-up to the that story time episode. Yeah. Oh, I like it. That's what I was thinking. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked it a lot more than what we do get from this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any last thoughts about this episode? Ah, oh, classic Adventure Time. I love yeah. this one. It's uh, another fine example of how good the you know, the first half of the series seasons could be. Mm-hmm. So well balanced. It's definitely. Uh, I actually can't remember what some of the best episodes are this season four, but right now Hard I'd Wars. say I'd, I'd imagine this is definitely one of my favorites of this one. Really? Yeah, hot All to right. the touch. Okay, that's cool. What I about like you? it? Yeah, I, I think for me this episode when I when I watched it I was just sad. I was saddened by the loss of this like young teenage love, right? Mm-hmm. And how. Flame Princess didn't even know who she was, right? Like, she she didn't even know that she'd be hurt by people, you know, stepping on her flames, hurt by touching water, right? She learns that throughout this episode. And she is also really um, passionate, as Finn says, but really, uh, you know, start becomes very enraged very easily and very quickly. And, you know, it's just that's got to be tempered down for them to have a relationship. But I also feel really bad for Finn because... Brothers looking for love, yeah. looking for companionship. And I, I just wonder why, right? Like, he's a teenage kind of kid, but is it he's looking for family? I mean, he has Jake, but, like, I don't know, right? Like, at the beginning of the series, he wasn't interested. Remember all those, like, princesses were like, ooh, Finn. Mm-hmm. And he's like, eh, don't touch me, don't kiss me, don't, you know? But then, like, he has this love for BP and now FP, and I just I just find it really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's a bummer, too, because, like, the, we do see in that episode what Finn's life could be if he found the right person. That uh, Pewhoy episode. Oh, uh, my gosh. A couple seasons from now or a season from now or something. Uh, the one where he lives out yeah. an entire yeah, yeah, life yeah, yeah. in that pillow yeah. fort. So sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's just like, he, he's just, like, doomed to not find love. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in the in the future. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, so you ready to move on to the next one? Yeah. Which is season four, episode two, Five Short Grables. All right, it has an IMDb rating of 7.8, which I was really surprised about, FYI. Well, with, like, how high it is? Yeah, yeah, because... I don't think either of us really like that, this show. This, not show, this episode. As much as other ones. Yeah. Overall, number 80. Wow. Second episode of the season. Uh, directed by Larry Leachlider, Nate Cash. Written and storyboarded by Tom Herpich, Skylar Page, and Cole Sanchez. Original air date was April 9th, 2012. And we don't have the number of millions of U.S. viewers. None. It was zero viewers. Nobody liked it. The title card, I was saying before we uh, recorded, like, this is going to be a hard one to explain. So it shows um, Cuber, the the narrator narrator of the episodes, um, I, I guess, space shuttle? Floating house? A floating house. It looks like crystals popping out of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It looks kind of like a brain, almost. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, floating hot dogs around it and cupcakes, cupcakes. and Finn and Jake. Sushi. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Finn and Jake are, like, flying through the air. With, with their, their hands, hands raised up. for a high five. Yeah. And they're in space. And we know that because Finn is wearing a helmet, it would appear, for air. But why isn't Jake? Can Jake just 
be in space without air? I don't know. Maybe he can. I don't know. This is a crazy town. It's venture time. Serious business, though. Okay. Starts out with a strange man named Cuber who greets the audience. By strange, that's a capital S. <laughs> he wants the audience to guess the, quote, theme in a series of five shorts uh, from the days of old as they are all connected in some way. He then takes out a uh, hollow pyramid, which has pictures of Finn, Jake, Bimo, PB, Ice King, and LSP. And then the shorts begin. Yeah, and this guy's voice is very, very, like, whimsical and goofy. Yeah. So the first segment starts with Finn and Jake leaving Bimo alone in the tree fort. And they say that they're going to go to the Grocery Kingdom, which... which is that Walmart? <laughs> Walmart, the Grocery Kingdom. Right? Yeah, groceries that expire in three days. A super Walmart, or is it Grocery Outlet? I don't know, but I, I would appreciate more information about this. I don't remember if we ever actually see the Grocery Kingdom. Also, oh, never mind. What did they eat at... <laughs> did they have a list? Are there grocery carts? How does this work? We haven't even determined we know there's money, but... Do they use their booty or do they like have dollar bills, yo? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. There's so many forms of currency and ooh. So stressed out by this. And also, um, yeah, where, where do they normally get their food? Because like, you know that, you know, the candy kingdom, they can just eat the buildings pretty much. Um, but Finn's got to live off something. His teeth are definitely rotting. You know that. Right. He's, he eats he's a lot missing of a lot of teeth. He's like those kids on the Halloween table at Harry Potter where all it is is like candy and sweets. And then there's like baskets of apples. No one's touching those. What are you talking about? Yeah. Man, Finn's going to be diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm concerned for Finn's overall his, health. His health is deteriorating. He's not a healthy looking kid. No. And there was like pieces of meat in their booty from last episode and so i was concerned oh no in this episode concerned about that meat like it's just yeah. hanging out in the in the money yeah and what it's i think like of wall meat meat yeah meat and booty i think of uh, the castlevania games where you totally. whip a wall and meat comes out yeah but not for health <laughs> no <laughs> so bebo then runs up to the tree fort bathroom locks the door and asks itself finn jake to make sure no one's watching. Once alone, Bimo talks to their reflection in the mirror. Bimo pretends to have an imaginary friend named Football. It pretends to impress the friend by showing that um, Bimo is a real living boy. <laughs> I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. Football is impressed by all the things Bimo accomplishes, like brushing its teeth, cleaning itself with soap, and peeing. And it's funny, he sits down on the toilet seat and pours a cup of water into the <laughs> toilet. Peeing. Although Bima only pretends to do these things and does a poor job of doing it. The camera then zooms out to show Finn and Jake have been watching Bimo the whole time. Finn comments about Bimo's strange actions when they are gone. They then check off the, quote, prove that Bimo does weird junk when nobody is around on their list of things to do. Everybody does weird stuff when no one's around. What do you do, Matt? I definitely do, like, goofy voices to myself on occasion. You do? Oh, yeah. Well, of I know you I talk do. to yourself, but you do weird voices also? <laughs> I'm always singing in the shower. Okay, a lot of people sing in the shower. Yeah. That's not abnormal. You're not special in that. <laughs> I'm singing like Sorry. spooky campfire songs in the show. <laughs> spooky, scary Halloween. <laughs> so the, the next segment opens. Why, why are we stopping this conversation? <laughs> um, I got to think. I'm like, what are some of the weird things I do if I'm home alone? <laughs> do you not have any weird things? No. Huh? No. I mean, I don't know. No, not really. 
Although I'm not home alone very often, hmm. so I wouldn't. If I'm home alone and if I have some free time, I'm probably just playing Mario Kart Tour and listening to a podcast. That is accurate. <laughs> that's 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 my life. <laughs> so that's the technical end of the first segment, you know, the, the first theme, which we'll get to. And the next one opens with basically where that left off for accomplishing, checking off the BMO thing from their list. Uh, Finn and Jake try to high-five each other, each other, but they fail miserably, missing the first time and then hardly hitting the second and third time. They're disappointed by the performance, and they attempt a high-five again, but this time with a running start. Momentum. So they <laughs> succeed, but they feel they can do better and back up even further for a greater high-five. After accomplishing this, Finn says that they know how he and Jake can do the most ultimate high-five ever. And Jake says, you've gone crazy mad with power lust, and I'm loving it. <laughs> That's not like best friend, like... Oomph that you need. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene change, and Finn is seen on a catapult talking through a walkie-talkie to Jake, who is in the Desert of Doom, using an unknown skeleton and his stretchy powers to catapult himself. Finn then exclaims, Super Ultimate High Five Go! And they are thrust towards each other. The scene changes, and the Grables uh, are shown afterwards. And what I like about this is at the end of both of those segments, you can hear Finn and Jake yelling as they fly by like an open like window or whatever yeah it's really good Finn and jake both reappear in the last uh short story which we'll talk about yeah so then uh princess bubblegum is shown working hard to create a sandwich for cinnamon bun she makes uh the cheese by spinning a cow around a, <laughs> a centrifuge uh, that was, it's like, the so best. funny it she like so straps good. the cow down and gives it a kiss and the cow's is like oh man <laughs> like it knows it's <laughs> for trouble so that she creates the lettuce by growing and shrinking a small piece of lettuce to the perfect size with chemicals kind of like uh alice in wonderland is what i felt when i when i thought about when i saw that ah good point mm -hmm. so the tomato is made by combining a jellyfish and a balloon and a transportation machine which is a nod to one of my favorite horror movies the fly so she chants an odd spell to make the loaf of bread after doing all of this, she cuts up the ingredients and combines them in a unique way into what she presents to Cinnamon Bun as, quote, the most ultimate sandwich that ever existed and ever will exist. To her horror, oh, this is so gross, Cinnamon Bun places the sandwich directly in his stomach without tasting it. He then regurgitates most of it onto her face and the floor. Gross. Yep. It's nasty. He's gross. Why is Cinnabon even a character in the show? <laughs> that is what I ask myself every time. Sorry. Oh, it's so disgusting. Yeah. Cinnabon, Cinnamon Bun then thanks PB for the sandwich. Behind a window, as we mentioned, Finn is seen flying through the air screaming as the scene. Ends. I love these random shots of like Finn or Jake flying by Me open too. windows. So good. And what is with, like, this show's got a fascination with perfect sandwiches. Totally. I was going to say, um, in my notes, I said, Jake would uh, argue that. Yeah. I think the difference is in the you know, the, the perfect sandwich episode with Jake. I mm -hmm. know there's like a lot of weird stuff that goes into the sandwich, but I think for a cartoon sandwich, it looks amazing. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Also, she, from the block of cheese that she gets from the cow, she like makes thread with it mm -hmm. what would you need cheese thread for i don't know maybe it's just like i don't know the perfect amount of cheese or something i maybe. don't know <laughs> it's very convoluted up. yeah wait is there meat on this sandwich i don't think there is i don't think there is either it's just like a piece of lettuce and cheese 
and tomato. Yeah, it doesn't look. Is good. there any sauce? I don't think so. There's no mayonnaise. Nope. Ew. <laughs> no. I'm gonna it's like quote, the simplest sandwich. I'm gonna quote Alexis. Ew, David. Ew, David. It's a BLT <laughs> minus the bacon. Yeah. There's no even avocado on it. Yeah. Oh, I, How what, could this be the best sandwich? When I used to work at Subway, I PB had... is drunk. She yeah. needs to go home. <laughs> <laughs> when I used to work at Subway, I had this customer that would come in constantly. That's like, I want a BLT, but no bacon, please. I'm like, so you want a veggie sandwich? Like, no, I asked for a BLT. I'm like, well, it's not a BLT without the bacon. <laughs> and you're asking to be overcharged when I could just sell you a veggie sandwich. Yeah. And he would just get the BLT without the nope, bacon? I want, bacon. I, I, I want a BLT, but no bacon. I'm like, that's a make Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> What? It, I, it made no sense to me. And this Why? scene made me think of that. Why? Why are know. people like that? People, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> if you want to Jeez. observe like the, the curiosity that is humankind, uh, try a few months working as a sandwich artist. <laughs> yes, I imagine. I love your stories, though. I'll tell you what. You've got some real doozies. There are so many. I would love to do a, a podcast called Plight of the Sandwich Artist. <laughs> it's all about weird orders and things like that. Yes. Like tuna meatball sandwich. Gross. And- <laughs> That's nasty. Disgusting. I want all the sauces on my sandwich. I want it sliding down my throat. Oh, the mayonnaise lady. More mayonnaise. More. I want it sliding down my throat. You should, you know what you should do? Mm. You should reach out to the Reply All guys. And because he worked, one of the Reply All guys, he worked at Subway and they talk about him working at Subway. That's so funny. You should see if he'd do a podcast with you. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yes. Yeah, all the strange stories. Oh my gosh. Ah. <laughs> oh. oh man. So I'm gonna go on Twitter and I'm gonna tweet at him. Oh man, yeah. I, I love meeting other former sandwich artists and I'm like, oh we gotta talk about this. <laughs> PJ Vote. PJ Vote is the no 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 Alex Goldman. It's Alex Goldman. PJ's not the one. Alex Goldman is the one that was the sandwich artist. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I'm going to go on Twitter. I'm going to say, Alex Goldman, my husband needs to do a podcast with you. Yes, please. About Subway. Yeah, a lot of memories burned into my brain (laughs) that have taken up way too much room where I could have used, (laughs) I could have learned some real useful skill. However, comma, we met at Subway. That is true. (laughs) I was one of your customers. Yep. Yeah. You're you're you were a good customer. I was a good customer. Customer's not always right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are you referring to me or no, someone else in general but okay however if you didn't work at subway we'd never have met yep that is absolutely true so yep. i guess i guess yeah. a good thing came from that i besides like if i wasn't working there I'd probably would have been at like a taco bell <laughs> and i i mean i like taco bell but not like if i was gonna go between the two i'd probably do subway you think so yeah, well, I don't know. I, I like the taste of Taco Bell more, but I don't like how it makes me feel five minutes yeah, after eating. Yeah, I think that's it. It's like that that feigned belief that Subway is like healthier for you, mm-hmm. you know, even though it's so not. Yeah. <laughs> I like to tell uh, one of my customers that, you know, I'm not going to say Subway is healthy. It's just killing you more slowly than other fast food <laughs> places are. <laughs> killing you more slowly. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's lettuce you're eating? I don't know what this is, but it comes from the same animal our turkey does. <laughs> you're killing me. Oh. oh, gosh. I'm sorry. We really derailed early on the episode. I feel like the CEO of Subway is going to hear this episode and be like, Yo. <laughs> I don't know. 
he's got Marshawn Lynch now uh, peddling his his sandwiches. Oh, that's and he's true. Fine. Yeah, I think he's doing all right. <laughs> I wonder if they put Skittles on them now. <laughs> How amazing would that be? <laughs> that would be like the oh. one thing to stop all the sandwiches from tasting the same. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I don't work there anymore. I can I'm say dying. this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that's a long side tangent about sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> uh, I forgot. I don't have a. I don't have a Twitter account. You're gonna have to do it. <laughs> oh, I'm on it. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't listened to Reply All, <laughs> that's another good podcast. That is a good like. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Finn flying past the window. Okay, so the next scene, we go to the Ice King. And he's searching through his fortress for the source of a stench. And he finds Gunter and accuses him of blowing up the place with his nasty booty. So the Ice King tells the Penguin not to worry because he's going to solve the problem. And like I thought, you know, he's going to come up with a real solution. And then it cuts to him sending Gunter away on a sheet of ice. It's so sad. It's so sad. And he sends him to the sea claiming that he'll never, never succeed in uh, finding a princess as long as Gunter is stinking the place up. However, upon returning to his cave, the Ice King discovers that it's him that smells. It is he who smells. When Gunter out of the picture, ah, it's turned into Professor Fonsworth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good news, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so with Gunter out of the picture, the Ice King quickly realizes his armpits are the source of the terrible stench. The scene then cuts to a penguin turning the shower knob, and we see Ice King standing in the shower with his arms raised and a penguin hanging from each, both fiercely scrubbing his armpits as he orders them to scrub harder. After the shower, the Ice King discards the penguins that were washing him in a pile of garbage, which is such a jerk thing to do, uh, in front of his fortress. He then turns to find Gunter has returned and is all soaking wet. I love how Gunter just looks so furious. So annoyed. He's just like, so Ice King cheerfully tells Gunter of his discovery that it was his armpits that were the source of the stench. It's like, you know, from that cinnamon bun scene to this, gross. Right. And it's like they just carry on that gross train into the next episode. Because <laughs> the next episode is disgusting. Ugh. So. I, <laughs> capital H-A-T-E, the next episode. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. That will be on our next episode. So the Ice King observes observes wow my words tonight the ice king observes aloud that he has no idea how his armpits get so stinky immediately afterwards we see gunter squeeze under the ice king's arm and fart without the ice king even noticing revealing gunter to be the true source of the smell after all after this happens jake flies by the window screaming and then the scene changes the final scene opens up at the candy kingdom talent show with peppermint butler as the mc on stage mark attempts to make baskets he only makes two out of ten Backstage, Lumpy Space Princess brags about the rendition of these lumps that she's going to sing, which will ensure her victory. She proceeds to sing the song to those backstage. As she begins to rush on stage, Peppermint Butler informs her, no, 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 you're not next. Instead, a group of candy people go on, and to Lumpy Space Princess's horror, they perform her song, These Lumps. Which doesn't even make sense why they would sing that song. No, no. Do they have radio stations in Candy Kingdom? They do, because Starchy runs a, um, really? a an overnight radio show talking about like cryptids and stuff like that. It's actually really Ooh, cool. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I love that kind Maybe of stuff. Maybe these lumps is not about LSP. It just happens that she has lumps as a lumpy space princess. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. So okay. after they finish, a distraught lump LSP, lump, 
goes on stage and mumbles the words to these lumps. The crowd accuse her of stealing the previous act. In anger, she throws a basketball at an audience member. <laughs> this is great. And the is. ball ricochets off an audience member and makes a, a basket. Then she repeats this twice. Um, also, I feel really bad for LSP in this case because she's too. like straight up like terrified. She's like, I don't know what to do. And everyone's like yelling at her. And she's like, oh my gosh. Oh, she's feeling all insecure. Totally. So uh, the audience loves this trick that she does of throwing the ball and landing the baskets. And so Peppermint Butler names LSP the winner of the talent show. Suddenly, Finn and Jake complete their final high five right over the stage, causing a sonic boom and falling to the ground with a thud. The audience is even more impressed and Pepper- Peppermint Butler names Finn and Jake the talent show's winners, making LSP very upset. So, at the end of all of these mini-episodes, Cuber asks if the viewer learned the theme of the stories and tells the viewer to pause the show to think about it while he makes a snappy pose. So, Matt, what were the Grables? The Grables were the senses. Yeah, the five senses. Yep, the five senses. Um, <laughs> I wish I wrote down how each one. So sight was Bimo looking at a mirror. Touch was, you know, Finn and Jake touching hands. Taste is a uh, sandwich. Yeah, the sandwich with a PB. Smell, Ice King. Yes. Okay. And then um, sound, singing. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Um, the, the, the next Grables episode... You know, you're supposed to do the same thing, like the guessing game. And it's like, they set it up that it's one obvious thing. And at the end, they can tr- they completely troll the audience and it's totally. something else. Yeah, I fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did too. But. What would you think of this one? It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've said a lot of the things I have about this this episode. And I think that it was it was eclectic, but also fun. And it had the... The taste of what Adventure Time is about within it, yeah. Um, and I, I, I liked it well enough. It was a great filler episode, not my favorite. Yeah. So I like that this episode shows you what everybody in the can- Candy Kingdom is up to on like a non-crazy day. Yeah. Like this is just like stuff going around, stuff going on. Um, like there's no hero business to be had. No plot really. It's just like a day in the Candy Kingdom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what Finn and Jake do on a day where they're not adventuring. Yeah. Totally. I yeah, that that you make a really good point. That I think is cool. All in all, don't really care for this one. Nah. Nah, not my favorite. Not mine either. I agree. I'm not a huge fan of the Grables episodes in general. Yeah, I I think uh you told me that actually before we started watching them and I can see why. Mhm. I feel like it doesn't really drive any story forward and I think that's what we like are those episodes where the story is driven forward a little bit more. Yeah. Like even I like episodes that are filler episodes, but have story to them. Like, you know, like uh, Boom Boom Mountain and stuff like that. An up a tree. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Our favorite episode is a filler episode. Yeah. Okay. You make a really good point. I also think we came off of this really intense episode, right? Like the hot to the touch and there's so much to it. And then we have this episode where it's just like, and, you know, Mm -hmm. like it, I don't know. It felt it felt really disjointed. Yeah, and you know I have a problem with themed episodes of shows, like mm-hmm. shows that like it, it, episodes that kind of pander. I don't know, like um, say you have like a, a sitcom and there's a celebrity playing themselves in it. I feel like the whole episode revolves around that. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, or like uh, yeah, like specials of, of shows. Like they're just not for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, get back to my series, please. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh dang it! <laughs> Putting my foot down. 
Matt. Mm-hmm. Where is the snail? Oh, the snail. Uh, so we see the snail when the Ice King is washing off Gunter's stench. And again, I couldn't find the snail on this one. Shame. I know. Can't even believe you. <sighs> <laughs> snail Watch 2020. Sna- oh, I failed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it, Matt. Fix All you gotta it. do is add a one to the end of it and I'll edit it in. <laughs> 2020. One. <laughs> what was your favorite line? You've gone crazy on power lust, and I love it. That's Jake. great. Yeah, that's a good one. Mine was, that sounds good to my eardrums, which was, I think it was Cinnabon, but it was like the peanut gallery. Yeah. To uh, <clears throat> to uh, the lump squirrel, so I thought that was funny. Yeah, um, th- I think it was Cinnabon Bun, and also that was a good impression of Cinnabon Bun. <laughs> Golly, thanks. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go first for my impression. Do it. Oh, man. That's a cow before he spins for cheese. Oh, boy. Mine's also the cow. Yep. Oh, glob. Because <laughs> he was spinning. He was spinning that. in the center page, and then he was dizzy. It was funny. I love that cow. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was really good. So we have a bunch of really cool trivia. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, so Hubert... <laughs> What? Let's do it. <laughs> Matthew, what did I say? I'm making it a thing. No. Okay, fine. You can make it a different thing. You can do a different thing for trivia, but All right. that is not it. I mean, you are, is that supposed to be you being Joe from Family Guy? No. It's okay. just me being a, a tough galoot. Oh. Uh, how about I say, check please, or whizzy wham wham wuzzle. Or, give me a slice of that trivs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that for a second. Yeah, I'll take that one. It's trivia time featuring Matt. Give me that. I already forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have a thing. You made me wheeze laugh twice in this episode. <laughs> give me it. Uh, fill my brain with that with that sweet knowledge. Okay. Oh boy. Cooper knows the name of Finn, Jake, Bimo, and PB, but not Ice King or Lumpy Space Princess, calling them the blue guy and the other thing. I love that LSP is just the other thing. Yeah. But he did call PB only the princess. Hmm. Accor- Fascinating. Fascinating. According to the show's writers, a grable is the equivalent of a fable, presumably in Cuber's language. Okay. Finn's to-do list said, prove that BMO does weird junk when no one's around. Check. Which is so funny. Uh, cut fingernail. Interesting. Punching seminar at 6 p.m. Haiku. Find missing thermos. Uh, we do find, we do see in an episode, I don't remember if it's one we already saw, that Finn does forget to clip his nails on occasion and they get gross. Yeah. So all the stories happen simultaneously, seeing as Finn and Jake fly by the windows and taste and smell and also have big roles in sight, touch, and hearing. Cyber's hollow pyramid is a four-sided tetrahedron. Even though it's four-sided, there are five stories. This is because one of those pictures change as Cuber is showing them. Ah. Fascinating. Yeah. PB has a scientific parasite in her pocket during the taste short. Hmm. Hmm. Gross. After Finn and Jake finish our ultimate high five, the title card music is played. Oh, huh. Cuber has a holographic model of the modern Earth. Oh, that's true. He does. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And it was like cut down so you could see like the layers. There's probably all sorts of junk in Cuber's ship. 
that <laughs> like if you pause it's like, like the TARDIS yeah it's bigger on the inside <laughs> uh, in this episode it's shown that Cinnamon Bun eats through a hole in his stomach Blech. gross even though in From Bad to Worse he eats the candy flesh through his mouth maybe it's just how he's feeling that day maybe like, <laughs> option one option two yeah camera but, one camera two in the European version, the jacket that Princess Bubblegum wears is blue instead of white. I wonder if their medical staff wear blue jackets rather than white. Ah, maybe. You know, I'm curious about that. Yeah. Princess Bubblegum uses magic in this episode. However, in Wizards Only Fools, PB reveals that she doesn't believe in magic. Ah, yeah. Good point. Fascinating. That's like that's what that episode's all about. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So the teleporter Bubblegum uses to make a tomato is similar to the one from The Fly where a teleportation accident between a man and a fly merged them together into a mutant creature called Brundlefly. Because the scientist's name is Brundle and he fuses with a fly. Great. Brundlefly. Neat. Matthew loves the fly and he talks about it every day. Do you know how flies eat? <laughs> you know, Matthew, <laughs> we're not talking about the fly. Okay, fine. It is so gross. It's, it's a great movie. Oh my gosh. So that's it for trivia. Yeah. So your prediction for this one. Yeah. Your prediction was Grable is a moral story. So Jake is sick again, so he begs Finn to tell him some new stories of adventure and time. Finn comes up with wacky tales that include Jake and all of their friends. So, something that you got right, this does include pretty much all of their friends. Yep. And it's a story. Yeah. Jake is not sick. No. Well, <laughs> to be debated. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you got the Grable as a moral story part. Well, mm -hmm. I guess this isn't really a moral story. Oh my gosh, that's what Google said. Uh, I know. Uh, I'm going to give it a C as far as how close it is. Okay. Uh, creativity. I love it. I think it's great. I would have loved to see a, a series of episodes with Jake being sick and needs a story over what we get from the Grable episodes. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's cool that they mix it up. I just, yeah, just not my favorite. Yeah, it's okay. It's yeah. cool. So a C for my prediction and, and what for creativity? A. All right. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> so do you want to predict what the next one's about? Yes. I Which do. is Web Weirdos. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to just go ahead and let the, the folks at home know I hate spiders <laughs> so much. I don't <laughs> like them. And everything I watch, if there's a spider... I have to close my eyes and plug my ears. When I played World of Warcraft, I hated killing the spiders because it freaked me out. It just happens everything we're watching right now has giant spiders in it. Oh, man. Or the next Harry Potter movie we're moving on to. I know. It's Lord of the Rings. Oh, my goodness. So, my prediction is this. LSP is mad at her parents once again and runs off into the woods again. She gets caught in a web and is held hostage by spiders. The spiders become annoyed with LSP and seek out Finn and Jake to get her out of the web and home away from them. I like it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. So, any last thoughts about this episode? I'm I'm glad I watched it again. It's one mm -hmm. I normally skip over. I got enjoyment from it. I had some laughs. So, it's one that shouldn't be ignored. Uh, it's just not one of my favorites. I, I would second that. Um, I think it's just a it's a little fun tale, and you know, I the first time watching it, and uh, if you haven't watched it already, I mean, maybe we should do like a spoiler alert at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if you haven't watched it yet, and uh, you know, looking at the different things, it's like pretty cool to 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 cut the to point them out. Yeah. So Matt, before we close up, 
I was on the Googles. And I was looking at different quizzes. And I know last season we did what character you are with all of our guests. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to think about, you know, thinking something we could do. And so <clears throat> I would like to do a quiz with you of to find out which character would be your best friend if you were on Adventure Time. Ooh. You down for that? I am. All right. So what's your favorite activity? Reading poems and finish. <laughs> Partying. Going to the gym. You know who wasn't in that the Grables episode? Who? Marceline. Oh, no, she wasn't. It, yeah. it seems like she would be, too. Right? Yeah. She's become a big enough character. I think she's in the next Grable one. We was robbed. We were robbed. Okay, sorry. So what's your favorite activity? Reading poems and finish, partying, going to the gym, texting my best friend, or playing video games? Mm, oh, I guess playing video games. <laughs> You've become that person. I know. What's your favorite musical genre? Epic doom metal rock. Ooh. Any songs I create myself. Anything my other half enjoys. Upbeat music to help me working out or electronic. Doom metal. I knew it. Typo negative, man. <clears throat> what is your best quality in a friend? Listening, kindness, the ability to fly, loyalty, or fun? Loyalty. <laughs> wow, that was pretty dramatic. Okay. What would make you tell your best friend off? If he or she didn't let me have other friends, if he or she didn't want to play with me, if he or she was eating chips with ice cream, which is really good, by the way, but Matt thinks it's weird. Um, if he or she was cheating or if he or she was going out with other friends without me. Cheating. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite pet? Golden fish? Cats? Dogs? Any pet? Or dragoons? Dragoons. Um, I'm going to go with Cats. That is shocking. I know. I've become a cat person. You are a cat person. What would you cook your BFF? Chili cheese fries. Ooh. Fried egg with strawberry sauce. Gross. Burgers. Make bank and pancakes. Or sushi. I'm going to go with bacon pancakes because that is something I actually cook for people. You did. You just cooked it over the Christmas holiday. Yes, I did. For my son. Yep. My, and the girl. The girl. Where would you take your best friend for the holidays? Las Vegas, Iceland, Japan, Hawaii, or Mars? Hawaii. What is the worst fault a BFF could have? Being more popular than you, not being real, being normal, being too lazy, being too individualist. Uh, being too normal. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm ready. Calculating results. It's going to be Ice King again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh my god, you're like so cool together with LSP. What? Yes! I did not see that coming. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like Marceline or something. Oh, I love it so much right now. What? LSP? LSP is your Adventure Time BFF. Oh, fine. If you want to take this quiz, uh, we're going to go ahead and put it in the show notes for you. Uh, so you can take a look at that as well. Yes. And let us know who your uh adventure time best friend us yeah man i always strike out with these quizzes <laughs> so uh I, next episode i'm gonna give you the same quiz oh, i'm excited yeah guess what matt what we have some blister feedback blister feedback oh yeah oh yeah yes we do you can go first all right so the first one is an email from toby titled huge thanks and they say hi matt and amy hi amy and matt hope all <laughs> is going well this week 
Hope all is going well this week. I needed something new to watch after finishing Gravity Falls a few weeks ago, which is very good. It is really good. Yeah, I like that show. And when talking to my sister, she, she suge- suggested Adventure Time. I remember watching some episodes with her when she was younger. I remember thinking it was all right, but I saw on Cartoon Network that they had some reruns, which I watched one of and liked it so much. I bought the Blu-ray box set. And since Wednesday, I've binged the first 20 episodes. Dude, that's commitment. Yeah. I love it. My favorite episode so far is Ricardo the Heart Guy, because George Takei does such a good job playing the little creep. And I also like The Jiggler, which which weirdly reminded me of Eraserhead, one of my favorite movies. Man, that was a trippy movie. Because both are about looking after something, and it gets worse and worse. Oh, wow. Wow, good point. I wanted to say big thank That's you. That's really interesting, isn't it, though? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I good, do wonder. Good point, bro. Yeah, good, good, uh, yeah. Now it makes me wonder if, like, Eraserhead was what they had in mind with that episode. Hmm. So I wanted to say a big thank you for making this podcast, especially during COVID and me having a bad immune system where I've not been able to see many people. So it's been great to hear you two talk about this from Toby. Dude, Toby, we're so glad that we can be there and um, be some folks that you can connect with. We totally get the whole isolation thing. It is for reals hard out there for everybody. Absolutely. Thank you for being vulnerable and talking about that. And we're glad that we could be there and um, hope that you enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, definitely. And also, it sounds like we have pretty similar tastes. I also enjoy Gravity Falls and Eraserhead. That movie's nuts. (laughs) I love Eraserhead. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, Toby. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I've never seen Eraserhead. Sorry. It's a David Lynch movie. I couldn't connect. I'm sorry, Matt. David Lynch. Why are you you yelling at me? (laughs) Seriously. I'm just kidding. I'm not serious about that. Okay. All right. And this one is from Jefferson Oscar. Hello, dear. Good day to you. Please, this is a very urgent message waiting for you. I am waiting for your response for more discussion on why I contacted you. Thanks, Mrs. Oscar M. Jefferson. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was just spam mail, guys. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. I was like, I was trying to think of something to respond with there, and I couldn't couldn't do it. Thank you. (laughs) Like, we're not desperate for fan mail. We just thought this was really funny. And we're just like, we better share it on the show. Yeah, we gotta do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've never gotten one like that. No, this is our first fan mail. Woo! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it over like a, Uh, well, here's why you guys suck. (laughs) Um, actually... Yeah, we haven't gotten any of those. We're really psyched about that. Uh, hey, you guys, we really appreciate you. Any last thoughts about this episode, Maddie? Did we already do that part? We did. Okay, never mind. Matt. Yeah. That's an episode. That's our first episode of season four. I know. Yeah, guys. Sorry. Whoosh, it was a little apologize. wild coming. Don't apologize. We've been busy. Life has been busy. Life has been busy. We're in the it's middle of a move. hard. Well, not the middle of a move. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> no, we're looking forward to getting season four going. Uh, next 13 episodes should be great. We're going to have our buddies, Sarah and Mooney, back on. Yeah. Hopefully Natasha will join us again. Um, you guys look forward to this season because it's going to be rad. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like different excuses for why we're late. Uh, like, hey, you guys got an episode coming? And I'd say something like, in this economy... <laughs> 2020 right uh, <laughs> never mind <laughs> all right that's great matt okay so thank you my friends uh for listening uh check us out on facebook and twitter oh, yeah 
at Oh My Glob Podcast. It's not in our show notes. I'm useless now. (laughs) Um. You can email us at Oh My Glob Podcast. Check us out on anchor.fm, our hosting site, where you can leave a voicemail message. And uh, go to ohmyglobpodcast.com for an outdated website that I still need to update. Yeah. So I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody, it's Matt, obviously. So, at the beginning of the episode, we mentioned that we're in the middle of a move right now. Actually, uh, currently, Amy is already far, far away from me. I'm back home packing. She started the new job already, which makes me so sad because I miss her. Anyway, one of the things we haven't packed yet is the acoustic guitar, and I just happened to learn one of my favorite Adventure Time songs, which is called I Look Up To You, and it's from the Battle of the Bands episode. So, um, just as a little bonus, since this episode's already running long, uh, I'm going to play it for you. With the sorrow in our hearts, we can play. And I look up to you. When we hear different sounds than the heartless do. at night looking everywhere for you why do I look up to you and we hear different sounds than the heartless do wakeful at night looking everywhere for you why